I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Today's episode is from an Organized Chaos live Q&A featuring listener questions for Chris. If you want to make sure you never miss our Organized Chaos live events, be sure to follow Chris on LinkedIn. Hey, everyone, and good morning. Happy Monday, and welcome to the first ever LinkedIn Live that we've done for Organized Chaos. So today will be a introduction to the podcast now that we've re-released it today, and it'll also be a live Q&A. So please use the chat, use the comments, and put any questions that you have because we want to value pack the next 25 minutes or so. So thank you for joining on. I know we'll have some people watch this after the fact, but the reason we're all getting together today is the relaunch of the Organized Chaos podcast. So since this podcast has launched the very beginning, uh, we've done it on sort of a cyclical season by season basis. It used to be called Process Makes Perfect, which I really loved. And then as we shifted less about process and more about the holistic running, scaling a business, We renamed it Organized Chaos after my consulting firm where Trainual was born. So Organized Chaos is all about the foundations and fundamentals of growing your business, perfecting your workflows, using technology to be more efficient, uh, scaling and leveraging people by hiring and training your amazing teammates. And all of that can be found through the lessons in this podcast. So today we're going to cover a lot of different topics. But I first have to announce or to to invite in uh, the man behind the scenes, Trent Sells. So Trent, can you come on uh, and join us here? What's up? How you doing? What's up, Trent? Thanks for being here. So so you're you're always here. People don't necessarily see your face, but sometimes they hear your voice at the beginning of the podcast, right? Setting up the lessons. Yeah, some of our Monday through Thursday episodes, the short ones, yeah, I kind of introduce and give a little little take on what the episodes are. Yeah. Cool. Well, you've been working on the podcast now for, is it two years, almost two years? Almost. Yeah. So before even I was brought on November of last year, full-time with Trainual, I was uh, doing it on the side, kind of contract style with you guys. Um, But now, yeah, now we're full head full steam ahead, full time. So, so pumped. So since Trent came on everyone last fall, November, basically end of the year, we've been talking about and planning the re-release of the podcast. And so all of the episodes that you're going to hear starting today, the, the first one's already dropped, have been recorded and produced and planned over the last few months. So Trent's been working like crazy on this queue of content and value for all of you. And I'm excited for you to get to hear everything that we've got in store. So today we're going to talk about just some of the questions you have. We're going to talk about what to expect out of this podcast and this show. And we're also going to announce the winner of a contest that we've been doing. So if you're joining here because you want to know if you won, uh, comment in the in the in the stream here. Let, let me know in the in the feed that you applied or that you uh, you are here for the contest. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But Trent, I'm going to defer to you to kind of uh, run us through however you want this to go. For sure. Well, let's just let people know kind of the publishing cadence, what kind of content can they expect with this relaunch um, and what, what kind of guests are coming up? 
Yeah, so uh, in terms of publishing cadence, the way we scheduled this is we made it Monday through Thursday, our daily smaller episodes, so bite-sized episodes that you can listen while you're, you know, going for a walk or you're in the car or you're, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're doing in line at, at Starbucks or something small, like five-minute, ten-minute episodes. Um, really, just from my experience of you know, running past businesses of scaling trainual. And so these are just tips that I'm kind of weighing in on things that are top of mind. Then Friday will be our longer format episodes. And so on Fridays, you'll either hear me interviewing another like author or entrepreneur that's really scaled a business, or you'll hear me talking with some other consultants or some of Trainual's certified consultants, just roundtable discussions about the topics that we're dealing with inside businesses every day, every week to hopefully just bring a ton of value. Yeah. And who would you say this podcast is for? Like, who's the ideal listener? Well, I mean, since the beginning, it's always been, you know, entrepreneurs and leaders of growing companies. So the people that care about listening to our podcast are the same people that are reading business books. They're the same people that are consuming blogs and articles, reading content on LinkedIn because you want to get better professionally, personally. And it's also hard to do that while you're juggling your actual real life. And so I've got two kids, been married for almost 11 years, actually, almost 12 years and, uh, and, and have to juggle all of this. And so the podcast kind of infuses a bit of both. It's like, how do you grow a team? You know, train you is almost 90 people now. So how do you grow a team like that? How do you manage your own direct team of direct reports, whether it's one person, five people, 10 people, how do you, you know, um, balance that with, with seeing your kids and doing things with the family. And so we, we cover all that in the podcast. And let's get into some of the content we've been recording. Like you said, it's been three to four months of interviews and topical content you and I have been getting into for this relaunch. And are there any specific topics that we've gone over that you're super pumped to share? Or maybe it's a guest we've talked to that you're just really excited to, you know, get that episode published. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we recorded a, a bunch of back-to-back episodes. So quick tip for anyone that's trying to run their own podcast. One of the ways that we do this is we try to stack a day full of interviews because if you've got interviews scheduled all the time, it's really hard to contact switch and go in and out of different parts of your business. And so I try to take usually a Friday and stack it with interviews 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And so that's the way we did it is just we packed in these interviews. And a couple of weeks ago, I got to interview both Sam Parr, who started The Hustle, uh, which was acquired by HubSpot, and also DHH, David Hanemeyer Hansen, who was a co-founder of Basecamp, which you probably heard of, Project Management System. And those two just had such interesting, they totally different. Like Sam Parr was all about uh, the the operational side of growing the newsletter from their first couple hundred subscribers to first few thousand to now almost two million subscribers that they have in this newsletter. And you'll hear about the importance of copywriting and just getting in and doing it yourself. And one of the interesting parts I thought about that episode is you'd think this guy that started a newsletter business would be just a a phenomenal writer or something like that. He actually said he does not like copywriting. Like, and, and despite that, he forced himself to have the discipline to send out these newsletters day after day after day. So I think there's a lot of cool lessons in there. 
we also went through just brainstorming business ideas. Now that HubSpot's acquired the hustle, I wanted to talk about what's next. And so if you're trying to think about what are the trends and the things I should be following, really cool episode for that. Um, DHH, David Hannemeyer Hansen was totally different. That one was about like, how do you instill a sense of work-life balance and calm at your office when we are in these businesses that are growing and grinding? And there's this desire, I think, not just from founders, but from, from early employees at the business to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And so he had a really cool lens on how to you know, grow over a long timeline and not force growth over a short timeline. So those are two that come to mind. I would 100% agree. Yeah, there's some great content coming in the pipeline. So excited to publish those episodes. So another thing we've done for the launch of this podcast is we ran an awesome giveaway contest on your LinkedIn and your Instagram that kicked off last week. And now we have a winner selected. We uh, I tallied them up. We had a, about 44 entries total, which is awesome. Love all the comments and engagement going on around the contest. So anyone that uh, did enter, thank you very much. Chris, do you want to announce who that winner is? Yes. All right. So I'm pumped about this. Uh, first of all, the package of stuff that we gave away was was pretty cool. If you haven't seen it, if you didn't see it, we posted pictures. Uh, but you get a Rode Podcaster mic, a big boom arm to move that mic around your desk. It's the same setup I use on the podcast. We gave away some Audio-Technica headphones, like professional studio headphones, similar to the ones that Trent's wearing right now. We gave away a, a bunch of trainual swag, a signed copy of my book. And so it was valued at almost $500. So this award, this prize for the contest goes to, drum roll, Amy Jones. All right, Amy, if you're watching, please comments in the chat. But Amy Jones is a marketing specialist at Frontline Co. out of Springfield, Illinois. Uh, Amy, I lived in Illinois for a few years as a kid, not near Springfield, but uh, but up, up north. Uh, very cool to connect with you here on the podcast. And basically, Amy submitted this question. Part of what you had to do to enter was to submit a question or a guest uh, like the post. And so the question she submitted was, how do we sell the value of more efficient training to our boards and executives? So awesome question. I'll touch on this really quickly. And then I know a few of you are asking questions in the chat. We'll get to those too. So um, training is incredibly important. And I've heard it best put, I don't, I don't remember who said this. Maybe someone can, can mention it in the, in the chat. They said, um, what's worse than training your employees and having them leave? You know, if you invest all this time into training your people and then they leave, they start their own business, they go somewhere else. What's worse than training your people and having them leave, not training them and having them stay? And I thought that that is it's such a cool way to spin that, because if we're not investing in our people to be the best versions, the most efficient versions of what they can be in our businesses, then our businesses are not going to be as good as they could be. And so for executives or for board members, if they don't fundamentally believe in professional development and in efficiency and driving value to the bottom line in your business, then I don't think they're good board members or good executives. I would start there. Start with the end result of do we want to be more profitable? Do we want to be more efficient? Do we want our up and comers to rise through the ranks of this business or do we want to have to go higher for that experience, which can cost twice as much? 
it's great if you can invest in your people and train and watch them grow. And so I would spin it about that ROI of that we need to invest in our people because if we don't invest in them, we're not getting the full productivity we could get out of these people. We're not getting the full value we could get. So I would probably start there. Um, if you have other follow-up questions, Amy, I'd love to chat about this with you, but um, I think it was a great question. So I'm going to go and a couple of questions were coming in here in the, uh, in the chat. Let's see a few quick ones. Will it be available on demand on Spotify? Yes. I don't know if this live episode, will this be on Spotify Trent? So we're actually going to plan on repurposing this on, onto an episode eventually, but yeah, okay. as far as where the podcast is available, every streaming platform and a lot of our um, Friday interviews will be video episodes as well on Chris's YouTube channel. So anywhere you can cool. watch it. All right. Well, thank you again, Amy, for the question, for participating in the contest, and we'll be in touch with you after. I love that you're here watching too, but, uh, but very cool. You'll love this prize. Great. So let's get into this live Q&A. Anyone who is listening live, feel free to write in any questions in the chat and Chris will answer them. It could be about the show specifically, um, any business related questions or any burning questions you have for Chris and running trainable. Um, yeah, we'd love to see uh, type in the chat here. So while you're queuing up the next questions or we're waiting, Trent, I will just give a shout out to right before we started recording, I was talking to Trent about this article he put out on our blog about how to start a podcast for your business. So if you're interested in the like end-to-end -end version, the full playbook on how to start a podcast for your business, check out that on our blog, uh, trainual.com. Uh, a lot of people ask me like, what are the microphones or the cameras or the equipment that we use? Is all that stuff in the, in the blog, Trent? Yeah, so there's a section for like equipment recommendations and kind of all the basic necessities you would need uh, to get a podcast up and running. But it, it really is catered toward um, what are the benefits of a business or, you know, a personal branding for starting a podcast. And, um, you know, podcasting is just growing tremendously. And so it's a great way to market your brand and your business. Awesome. All right. Well, we've got like 12 minutes, so let's get into some questions here. Sure thing. So one question I have for you is this was from a process people member, one of the round table discussions, but Chris Gwynn asked, since you are a father of two boys, what are three entrepreneurial lessons you want to instill in them that you wish you knew at their age? It's a little personal question, but I thought it was great. All right. Th three entrepreneurial lessons. Gosh. Um, I think, all right. So, so how money works, I think is an important one. Um, for me, I learned about money when I started like some lemonade stands and I had so much cash in envelopes that uh, my dad told me I should open up a bank account, but he was out of town. He couldn't take me to go open the bank account. And so I remember walking from my neighborhood, just, I, I must've been like, 10 years old. And I walked like the mile to the bank or whatever it was on the, uh, on, on the corner. And I walked in with my envelope of cash and asked them if I could open a bank account. And they looked at me like, well, do you have a, an ID, a form of identification, <laughs> anything? And I was like, 
Um, no, I don't know. I, like I could tell you my name and my phone number. And so I had to come back with my parents. And so one of the things I did with both of my kids is brought them to the bank, open bank accounts. We go to the ATM and deposit even like, you know, $10 or something, because I want them to understand putting money into a bank and how that works and then drawing money out of the bank. And so, um, my older son trip, when he was five or so, he asked for his own ATM for uh, Christmas. That was like his big gift. He got this little savings ATM. And so I think uh, I think understanding money is is an important lesson. I think um, one of the big lessons that I, I got from my dad was I remember when he was uh, when I was a bit older, I have a younger brother who also works in Tranual. I was in the car with my dad. He was having this like heated discussion, this business discussion. And and then he's like, hold on, hold on one second. And he goes over and he answers the phone. It's my little brother. And he's like, hello. And he just like, you know, turned to like a different personality. And I want my boys to see that I will prioritize them above the business in the same way that my dad would put like a heated phone call on hold to answer a call from my brother. Um, so that that's something that I want to show them. And then, uh, and then just, I guess the ability that, that they can make their own money. And so, you know, my, my, uh, my son, you know, we, we have this house up North, um, that we just got last year and there are like golf carts around the community. And my son started making signs to say he'll like do golf cart washes. And I loved that. So I, I like started make, helping him make signs and we photocopied them all and put them up at the mailboxes. And I think uh, anything that you can do to like really stoke that entrepreneurial fire is a, is a, a great investment. That's awesome. You were doing something like that at his age, right? When you, with uh, your lemonade stand, I believe, is that kind of your first thing you kicked off? Yeah. Uh, I don't, a car washing was my first thing because my uncle gave me uh, a, a $4 is the, the, the story. And $4 is exactly what it costs to get a Ninja Turtle action figure. So in my mind, that was like my world currency. And yeah. so I was able to wash his car and, and, uh, and get a Ninja Turtle. So then it, that started us a car washing spree, all my neighbors. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. We have a question from Scott Mason. Thanks for writing in Scott. He says, hi, Chris, can you discuss the benefits or usefulness of Tranual for a small nonprofit? And he suggested eight employees. Yeah, what's up, Scott? So first of all, huge shout out to Scott. He is a big part of my entrepreneurial journey. When I was in Massachusetts, Scott uh, hired my video company to help him with some projects. So awesome to see you here, Scott. Um, a nonprofit, small nonprofit, a lot of times nonprofits have volunteers. You know, maybe you have events or you have, uh, you know, ways that you're raising money through a walk or an, a gala or something. So if, if the nonprofit has a lot of volunteers, Tranio can be really important for helping with uh, with with getting your volunteers organized. So we have a lot of nonprofits that use Tranual specific to like planning for an event, like um, all of the the uh, Ironman races that have like thousands of volunteers at them. They they use Tranual to get all their their volunteers together. So that would be one thing. I would say if there is a any turnover in the nonprofit, you know, one of the the like central arteries of a nonprofit is the relationships with your donor network. And so if there is uh, cyclical kind of activities that you have to do to engage with the donor network and to reach out to them or to file reports or things like that, those are 
huge like standard operating procedure kind of things that you don't want to just get lost if if you've got any sort of turnover. So I would look at where you're most vulnerable in the business and say, oh, if that person left, our funds could be down 30%. Try to then document all of that. So depending on the size, I know you said there's there's eight people. I wouldn't even encourage you or 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 try to sell you into Trainual if you didn't need it for some kind of scale. If you find yourself doing a lot of repeat training or if you find yourself having inconsistencies on how things are done, that's where Trainual can be super important, super valuable. If it's just a, you know, a, a single process or something, start with a, a, a Word doc or a Google doc. Totally fine. Um, Another way you could use it would be to bring in all of your biggest donors into Trainual and create a directory inside the platform um, and involve them with some of the different volunteer responsibilities. If you've got a board, something like that. So there's there's a lot of opportunities there, but we could talk about that more um, offline. Cool. Next one is from Mallory. Um, <clears throat> so she's piggybacking off of Amy's question, but she asked on board and execs are our, our board and execs are on board, but how do you incentivize or motivate your team to complete training and access and use the process repeatability until it becomes habit? Uh, great question. All right. So we have another podcast episode coming up with Natalie Payne show. She wrote a book called eat, sleep, innovate, and it is a really cool look on how to build innovation into the culture of your business through artifacts and habits and behaviors. And so great conversation about that, but I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll use that as a, a way to answer this question, because if you want innovation and best practice documentation to become part of your culture, you have to reinforce it with some behaviors like praise. So for instance, when somebody comes up with a new way to do something at Trainual, we'll announce it through a Slack channel to everybody or mention it in the weekly all hands meetings and give that person kudos because then it reinforces the positive behavior of innovation. And then it makes other people want to say, oh, I can, it's okay to suggest new ways to do something. I'm not going to get in trouble. A lot of people have baggage from past jobs where their ideas were suppressed and so then they don't want to speak up or give those ideas at your business. And I think reinforcing that this is what we want. We want you to change how things are done is a really important uh, behavior that we can do in our in our companies. Um, there can also be like little artifacts and, you know, fun things you hold up during a meeting um, to incentivize people. I don't think you need to necessarily financially incentivize. So when when people should be self-motivated to complete their training, to get up to speed in the business so that they're productive, and then they should have ambition to learn more than just status quo for their own role. And so one of the things we're always doing in our one-on-ones and our 90-day check-ins with our team members is talking about their career path, their next step, what they want, because then that for you identifies, okay, they want this. There's a training gap in between here and there. Do we have those resources internally? Can we pair them up with someone? Is there somebody else that can document something that's valuable for 10 of our employees? Um, that That's a, another tip that I would use. Cool. I have an interesting question. This was one of the entries for the contest. Um, and if you haven't seen it, to enter, you had to uh, submit a question or, or a guest suggestion. And this one comes from John Rallison. Hopefully I'm pronouncing your last name right. 
He says, I think most would agree that hiring decisions are some of the most important decisions an organization organization makes. Hire people you don't have to manage. So he asks, what are some practical ways to narrow down applicants that will fit within the company ethos? Ooh, good question. All right. So first I would, I would stop where it says hire people you don't have to manage. That insinuates that management is negative. And I think that maybe if, if you're talking about micromanagement, then yeah, it's negative, but management should be a net positive. You know, managing a company, managing your team really should be about helping your team, empowering them, teaching them, coaching them, mentoring them. And so I think if you think of management in the positive context, then you do want to manage people. You don't want to just hire people that you don't even have to think about because then you'll have the opposite problem. If you give people so much autonomy that you're not even there for them, you're kind of like an absentee owner or an absent parent or whatever it is, um, then you're not there to help them and to guide them and to partner with them. And so I don't think we should think about it as one extreme or the other, micromanagement or absentee management. I think management, it should be a positive thing. And then, so tips on how to find people that fit the qualifications of what you need for the job. So I'll say in two minutes, I'm about to join a interview for someone that's applying for Trainual where they're presenting a project that they did on a real world scenario of something they would do in the job at Trainual. And so this is something we have everyone do, some sort of project and presentation to say, here's a real thing that you would be working on as an employee here. Can you try this? You know, do put a little work into this and then present it to us so we can understand how you think, how you communicate and and that you do have the skill set that we're looking for. And so that would be one quick tip. Um, we do have these these Monday through Thursday episodes that we're we're putting out, you know, for a week. There is a lot around hiring and training people and the interview process. And so we have a multi-stage kind of interview process to make sure that people understand the culture, that they're leaning in, that they want to be part of the, the community, that they've watched our videos that we sent them, that they've, um, you know, they're engaging and connecting on social media. And that, so, so there's a ton of tips, but I can't cover them all in the next 30 seconds. All right. That about does it. That went by really quick, but I hopefully we can do this again because there's a lot more questions and there's a lot of good conversation to do on this. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Chris, any last words? Yeah, just thank you for being here, everybody. We Like Trent said, we've never done this, and this is really just to announce the podcast. So check it out. It's live today on Spotify and Apple, iTunes, music, whatever, podcasts, all the places you get podcasts and the video versions for a lot of these on YouTube. So thank you so much for being here and I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.